Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, the fan, 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Time Out from the Wendy's Studios. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. That is right. After a Bucks victory, get yourself a free frosty chocolate or vanilla at any participating Wisconsin Wendy's within 24 hours of a Bucks victory. Time to talk with Tim Dillard, who's going to join us every week here on 1250 AM, the fan, and at 1250AMthefan.com uh, as well. You can listen to the full interviews there. Uh, and it's brought to you by our friends over at. That restaurant from the movie Major League, you know it, right? Fourth Base Restaurant. On game day or any day, create your own great memories at the iconic Fourth Base Restaurant. Of course, Tim Dillard, Bally Sports Analyst uh, for pre- and post-game and fills in for The Rock uh, as well during Brewer games. And part of Brewers Unfiltered, him, Sophia Minner, Adam McKelvey uh, do that uh, every week. You can download it on your Odyssey app or by simply going uh, to the Brewers website. Tim, first off, foremost, talk about this this crop of young guys that are just playing outstanding between Terang, Weimer, and Garrett Mitchell. I just think it's amazing how rookies can come up and just be immediate difference makers. You know, a lot of times you get stuck of, okay, when is he ready? Let's call him up. Um, I've had plenty of teammates over the years that when they get called up, they just sit on the bench, you know, they don't play. And then, you know, they kind of waste away and you're like, well, how come this guy, you know, he was a prospect. What happened here? It's when you're in the minor leagues, you're used to playing, you know, and, and if you call these guys up, have an opportunity for them to play. That's why I feel like they've been able to shine is because they've been given the, you know, the, the keys out there. Look, Joey Weimer's been in right field, Bryce String at second base, and uh, they haven't disappointed because, I mean, these are some elite ball players. Garrett Mitchell, stride. I mean, he's had some big hits, but I mean, he's about to open up those legs and start stealing even more bases. That's the one thing I've seen fans say is, this is probably the fastest team we've seen in Milwaukee to this point, and we still don't have Sal here, we still have, don't have Jackson Cheerio here. They're going to get even faster once these other guys get here at some point in the next couple of years. Well, I, I mean, it's, I don't even think it's bold to say that the Brewers should probably steal, you know, 130, 150 possibly bases. Oof. I know that sounds ridiculous, but you have three guys that could probably steal 30 bags. And if they're playing every day, then that's, that's a pretty good clip. But there, you know, Christian Yelich could steal 20. He almost had 20 last year, yeah. easily 20 this year, right? Uh, just with the same game. So I don't know. It's going to come down to if these guys get a chance to play, you're going to see a lot of stolen bases. And I mean, it's not just the Brewers all across baseball with all the new rules in place. Stolen bases have gone up tremendously. You're going to continue to see it. Props to the Brewers to get out ahead of that and go get not just great hitters or great defensive players, but good base dealers. I wasn't a big Ned Yost fan necessarily when he was manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, but he was given the keys to a car, uh, as Doug Melvin would later say, the former Brewers GM, that Ned was pretty much on the honeymoon the first couple of years as far as wins and losses because they didn't really care about wins and losses. They were waiting for the, the group of kids to come up, Ron, Fielder, Hart, Weeks, Hardy, uh, and then once they got here, he was given an extended honeymoon again because they weren't expecting a ton of wins. But having a manager with patience and being able to deal with those idiots in the media of asking, why 
why are you still playing this guy when he's only hitting this and so forth uh, when it's a prospect? And being able to kind of weather that storm is a big deal. Uh, and I give Ned a tremendous amount of credit for that because he went to Kansas City and did something similar there. Uh, what about Craig Council with these young guys now that he has? I mean, I just think there's so much confidence in what Council gets out of players. Uh, the just the environment and the culture that he's created just since he's been the manager. I mean, he had that when he was in the clubhouse. He wanted that kind of freedom for people to, you know, talk and you know, if you got to call somebody out, like just clear the air. Uh, he's really good at that. And what he's created is a chance for rookies to come and feel comfortable. There was a time when it wasn't very comfortable for rookies to get called up. You know, guys years ago would get called, get hazed. You know, like, hey, you stay over in the corner. You're not supposed to talk. You know, that kind of environment, which, you know, that's just the kind of the way it was. And for whatever reason, I have no idea, but that's where it came from. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, that's how it kind of works. So now there's a, hey, you're part of this team. We like you. Like, sure, we'll, you know, we'll make you go get coffee at Wrigley Field on opening day. Like, congratulations on that. That's just kind of part of it as well. But just the idea of saying, hey, be yourself. You know, be feel free to ask questions. No one's going to make you feel stupid. Go out there and and do whatever you got to do to prepare yourself to play because we like that you're here and we want you to be ready. What about the lineup? Uh, this also tends to be a, a correct council thing where these rookies always get set at the bottom of the lineup uh, and then eventually at some point to uh, earn their way up the lineup uh, going forward. How long do you think it takes before a Terang who's playing really well uh, gets moved up in the lineup? Uh, who knows? I mean, he's, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Sure. Press your luck, no whammies. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think, you know, the, the lineup, the biggest surprise for me, I think, was Joey Weimer batting ninth. I don't think that's going to stay. I think he's going to hit his way further up the lineup. I said that yesterday on the uh, pre- and post-game show. He, he's poised. I mean, he's swinging the bat. He's usually patient. They told him at the end of spring, hey, don't be afraid to be a little bit more aggressive. I think he saw four pitches in his first four at-bats yes. in the big league. <laughs> but you cannot do anything but watch this guy hit. He's one of those players that if you're on the concourse, you're going to get a hot dog, like I do so often. If he's up to the plate you got to stop and watch like you just you can see it in the way he's up there it's kind of that hunter pence you know kind of uneasy fidgety uh but he's a he's he's a beast he's a big guy he's my size except he's athletic and has muscles and he goes up there and swings a bat like a like i swing the the wrapping paper too be right over christmas so (laughs) i i I mean he's you know ready to break out and i just i having him in the nine hole is just uh is just a way for him to kind of have some you know a little less pressure to get you know things going and then they're probably going to move him up let's talk about the catching position with william Contreras. obviously you are watching this with much keener eye than i uh when they acquired Contreras in this trade uh it was well designated hitter yes but he's got a lot to work you know as far as framing pitches working on defense defense uh, and that type of stuff uh, behind the plate. What have you seen from William Contreras to this point as a catcher for the Brewers? Yeah, I don't think they ever had the intention to go, yeah, we're going to go get him as a DH. Right. I don't think that was the case. I think they were like, hey, the guy can swing it and you're going to be behind the dish. And for whatever reason, the headline with him is, oh, he has, you know, he's offense first and then defense. But I don't think that's the case. That's unfair to him. I think he's a great catcher. They're, you know, Brewers are notorious for making, you know, good catchers great. And I think he's great. I think he has a chance to get even better as, you know, the season goes on. But uh, he's shown what he can do. And you know what? At the plate, I love it. I absolutely love it. Last year, he batted 350. 
54 against left-handed pitching. Not sure why I even know that, but he was an all-star last year, about a 294 in the second half. He hits righties, he hits lefties, and he's willing to go out of the zone. If you go back to Wrigley, uh, dumps the ball in the right field, he yeah. goes out of the zone and yep. dumps it over there, get a couple of RBIs. That's what you have to do. you got to kind of create it. You know, and he's a contact person. So he goes out there making contact. And right now with all these rules and the restriction on the shift, contact is, is more important than it's been in decades. Then, of course, you also have the, the device where now you can hit a button and call a pitch and so forth. And now we're <laughs> hearing some pitchers that are kind of kind of calling their own game and, and telling the catcher what they're going to do uh, as versus the catcher telling the pitcher. Uh, from that perspective, if they had this back in the day, would you have wanted to essentially call your own game uh, and call what pitches you were, were going to go versus relying on the catcher? Yeah, I, 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 the, right when this pitchcom thing came about last year, the first thing I thought was reverse pitchcom. Actually, I really thought that the whole idea was the pitcher to call the pitches. Right. Um, and people people laughed at me. They're like, "What? What are you talking about? The catcher's going to call it." And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I would. I was a two pitch pitcher towards the end of my last ten years playing. So, <laughs> I, uh, I I knew what I wanted to do. I knew, but I always convey that to the catcher. So if I called the pitchers or he called the pitches, it was very easy. But some of these guys with four and five pitches and different locations that they go to. Um, we heard Corbin Burns, he calls, he said maybe 80% of his pitches with the little wristband thing he has on his glove. Um, I think you're going to see more of that. I think some of these guys that just know what they're doing, just they want to throw a pitch, and sometimes you know right away. And you want to press a button while, you know, the umpire is giving you a new, new ball after a foul ball. You just know. And so to have that opportunity is, is great. It's plus it, you know, speeds up the game. But here's what I want. I want one of those gloves. Remember the pump? They had the pumps on the shoes, and then oh, they yeah. made a glove that had a pump. <laughs> I want the I want the buttons on the glove. I want to see a guy go out there and just punch it into the glove. Wilson needs to get on that, be the first to do it. That'd be so cool. Um, but I like it. I like it. What I don't like about it is being a broadcaster and not being able to see the signs from the catcher and kind of know and anticipate what's going on. So, <laughs> you know, disadvantage for the broadcaster, but huge advantage for the pitcher and catcher. The Brewers owner uh, talked uh, before the home opener and talked about numerous things. Uh, and Mark got into talking about the extensions for Woodruff, Burns, and Adamas as they have two seasons left each. And he said, quote, I'm perennially optimistic, uh, but I also recognize that the three of them are as good as you can get in a sport. There's the challenge of what those contracts would be deservedly significant. Uh, and we talk about it from a Brewers perspective, and he talked about you know TV contracts and radio contracts and how they're last uh, in, in Major League Baseball and how this thing uh, makes it very difficult. I saw the quote on Twitter. I quote tweeted and said, enjoy them while you have them. I, I just don't know if, if you're going to be able to sign any one of those three guys at this point going forward. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, and... I mean, I don't even remember, you know, a time when the Brewers had this kind of problem. Like, you got so many guys, you can't keep them, right? Like, they're so good. That's actually a decent problem to have. But realistically, in this game, um, unless you're the Mets and you want to throw half a billion dollars right. at your team, <laughs> um, you know, you just you, it's un, it's not feasible. So, yeah, you enjoy them while you got them, and you know, they have to make those tough decisions later. And if Mark is anything like me, like let let future us worry about that right let's don't worry about that now let's enjoy these guys enjoy what the product is on the field because it's 
it's impressive to watch and it could be you know this could be a really special season so let's just let the future worry about itself but that's the crazy part right because i think as a fan now uh, of the brewers you look at this and go well damn they traded hater with a year and a half left are they going to trade burns or woodruff or adamas at the all-star break now to get as good a value as they can get for them with a year and a half left on their deal i think that now becomes a fear factor with brewers fans watching this team play Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's a possibility. Only if they need a piece down the road that they're willing to say, okay, uh, let's make this happen. But it could benefit, you know, whoever is traded. And they may not want to be traded. You know, they may just say, you know what, I want to be here for the long haul. I'll do whatever it takes. Um, And and there's a lot of, you know, there's conversations that go on. But like I said, I think we should just worry about that another time. I I think if they got comes down to it and they want to sit there and go deep to the playoffs, they want to play for a World Series and they're missing one or two pieces. I think it's okay to sit there and go, we have such a good crop of young players um, still left in the minor leagues if we have to deal somebody. I think there's a plethora of position players that they could easily do as opposed to saying, okay, we have to take a very integral piece of that starting rotation. Yeah, that's... That's tough. I don't know if I can get there just yet. Yep, I'm with you. Follow Tim Dillard on Twitter at Dim Tillard. Uh, one last one, and that's on this Brewers bullpen. I called it a huge question mark coming into the season, uh, mainly because a lot of these guys, you know, I don't think most of us are very familiar with at this point outside of Devin Williams uh, and Bush he got familiar with uh, last year uh, when they made that move for him, and it looks like he's going to be the eighth inning guy for the time being. Uh, who catches your eye in that Brewers bullpen that, that you like watching? Um, I mean, Strezlecki put himself on the map last year, yeah. and his stuff plays. Uh, the other day against the Cubs, I guess he's had two outings already, but change-up, fastball, slider, they make the hitter, all of them, they just make him uncomfortable uh, the way his delivery is. He's really good. Gus Varland stands out. He was a do-or-die situation, uh, making you know being a Rule 5 guy from the Dodgers, so he had to make the team. He does, and he's been outstanding. Bryce Wilson is going to be your, your long guy, you know, possible spot starter, your Brent Suter. You know, he's filling that hole. Um, Matt Bush, in, you know, his problem last year, even though he was so good for he came over from the Rangers, it was home runs. He recognizes that. I talked to him a good bit in spring just about what he's doing, and, man, he looked really good his last time out. Devin Williams, of course, hopefully his elbow, that line drive off the elbow is going to be okay. Hobie Milner is going to be a huge piece. Hobie may pitch in every single type of inning this season. I think he's been the wild card last year, mainly a, just a bridge guy. Uh, but they may be looking for him to be in even higher, you know, higher elevated situations. He may be the seventh, eighth inning guy if you know they don't have a, a Bush or a Strezlecki at that point. So, but as of right now, if I had to draw it up, same situation tonight, seven, eight, nine. I would probably think Strezlecki, Matt Bush, Devin Williams. I lied. I have one more. If you were Major League Baseball, would you start the season a month later to avoid these cold weather games? No. No, I mean, if, if from what I know from Major League Baseball, they like money. So let's, well, of course. let's have as yes. many games as possible yes. so we can make more money. If I was, here's a good hypothetical. Um, you know, would I, would I do the pitch clock? And so the answer would probably, probably not. You know, I probably would. I hope they change that a little bit. I mean, if nothing else, if you can't get rid of it, I hope they at least add some seconds to it because you're, you're missing out on some, some great, great moments, I think. And at the same time, it's making – tension moments look terrible like yesterday you know one of the best hitters for the Mets strikes out just because he didn't get in the box on time yeah it's like well rules are rules you know yeah I get it but it just takes away from 
you know, what's going on and what these the greatest players on earth or what they're trying to do. And now they're they're rushed. So I don't think the product is um, is sustainable in that way. I think they're going to have to make changes to it. It'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. He is Tim Dillard, uh, analyst for Valley Sports Wisconsin pre and post. Of course, fills in for Rock when Rock is off. Brought to you by Fourth Base Restaurant on game day or any day. Create your own great memories at the iconic Fourth Base Restaurant. And of course, remember Fourth Base from the movie Major League. Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm heading over to fourth base now. Boom.